And this is Elaine Godley. So uh, welcome to the the show today on uh, this fine, not sunny day, is it today? It's a bit bit rubbish, really. So uh, we've got uh, Lorna Jane, who's driven over from Birmingham. Welcome, Lorna. Hello. Welcome. Thank you very much. And you've brought your handler with you. I have. I'm not sure she'd (laughs) like to be called a handler. (laughs) So uh, welcome, Joe. You're apparently you're um, you're Lorna Jane's brand ambassador. I am indeed. Yeah, I keep this uh, young lady under control when she needs to be kept under control. So yeah, that sounds dodgy. So does uh, it? Doesn't it? It does. Really does. Okay. So Lorna, the uh, lifestyle balance group. Tell us what that is. Um, So the lifestyle balance group is a health and wellbeing uh, company. So I'm I I kind of. fell into it really through my own journey. I had a huge breakdown about five years ago and had a lot of stress, a lot of physical, mental and emotional symptoms and I kind of combined my qualification in Reiki and also NLP and just started healing people and helping people with their mindset and their emotions. Okay, so that was five years ago. Yeah. What were you doing before five years? What what, oh, what, did what led to you having this uh, health challenge? So um, I started my career in travel. I, I worked overseas for a while. And when I came back to the UK, I kind of just inherited a lot of stressful jobs. Just kind of went into one stressful job and into another. And I'm quite a passionate person. And I just, I think my job just consumed me. I just got... It wasn't really until later on when I just crashed and burned and I realised that I just had no lifestyle balance, hence the name of my business. It it just literally took over my life and I think I just went from one stressful job to the other. I was sort of logging on at weekends and, you know, late at night, which I think so many of us are guilty of doing. Little did I know it would catch up with me later on in life. And when you say later on in life, um, bearing in mind we're on the radio now, so for the benefit of the listeners, Lorna looks to me about um, 22, <laughs> but I'm sure you can't I'm a little possibly, bit older than that. You can't be because, uh, because of what you've been, been I saying. I feel about 80, but... <laughs> no, so I'm 38 now. So um, I started my first job when I was, what, 18. Um, but I think I kind of just went into... You know, when you when you work in quite a stressful job... And, and you're you're not really doing a nine to five. I think so many of us can relate. You know, you're sort of doing 45 hour weeks and then logging on at weekends. It feels, it really does add so much pressure and stress to your life. And I think I just did that for over a prolonged period of time. And I didn't really know how to switch off, you know. And like so many people do nowadays, you know, I started drinking so much coffee and going out evenings and weekends and drinking so much wine every night. And that was my coping mechanism Um, until one day I just collapsed and I I got signed off work with a with a bad back. So I thought and and I never returned. I I just never went back. Uh, One week went on to two weeks and eventually I was signed off for six months in total. And that was all stress-related? All stress-related, yeah. I was convinced that I'd go back the following week. I just kept saying to people, I'll be back next week. And then one week went on to two weeks and then a month. And yeah, but when you're actually in it, you don't realise. It's only really now, looking back, I've had to really look at my habits, look at my thought patterns, look at my self-sabotaging ways and look at really how I got myself to that place. So... 
when you were off kind of week to week thinking you're going to go back every week what was what was happening to you during that time why, why weren't you going back I had really severe anxiety so I'm quite a bubbly confident person and I just felt really overwhelmed just leaving the house it actually first started with a really bad back and I remember going to see an osteopath and I fainted and um, she actually said to me your soul is outside of your body and I thought who is this lady <laughs> I have no idea what that means. And she said to me, do you know, there's a lovely little shop around the corner here and uh, they sell crystals. And I said, are they the pretty rocks that I see people carry? You know, I just had no idea whatsoever. And she said, you could do with getting yourself some of them. You need to get yourself well. And she introduced me to a Reiki healer around the corner. And I just was so overwhelmed. I thought, that is the strangest hour of my life. I had no idea what she was saying to me. And then really I kind of went on this journey. I kind of went to see this Reiki healer, found out more about crystals. And then after six months of having Reiki treatment, I decided to qualify into it. If I had a pound for every person who's sat in the chair where you're sitting, who, that's had this exactly the same scenario, yeah. not been well, been... Um, helped to towards recovery by some kind of therapy and then trained in that therapy it's it's mm. a pattern that's it's it's nice to see because you know we, we we need more people you know spreading spreading all this stuff out there so so this is five years ago so you you got trained in reiki yeah um, so i had then the, i had the breakdown in 2014 and that same year um i qualified in my level one reiki um, and then two years later, 2016, I qualified in level two. Reiki's got four levels. Um, some people do three, depending on the trainer. Um, and I just started working in salons, local salons, and practicing on friends and family, just to build my confidence. And then it just went busier and busier. And I ended up changing my dining room into a treatment room. And then at the beginning of last year, I thought, Reiki works on a vibration, works on a frequency, a bit like a radio, there's no reason why I can't do it online. So in January last year, I had lost my job and it was really, really severe snow in the UK. I thought, I've got all these qualifications. Surely I must be able to do something. So I was doing Reiki online for free, just in exchange of testimonials to get really an idea and to build my confidence. And then my business has just grown now worldwide. It's amazing. So you're an online Reiki healer. Yeah, it sounds weird when you say it, it like that. It does sound bonkers, <laughs> completely bonkers. So, I mean, I still do it and think, how does this work? Um, but yeah, yeah. So for the sceptical listeners out there, then explain <laughs> how it does work. So um, everything is energy, okay? So we live in an energetic universe. So we only have to hold our hands up together, one hand in front of the other, and we can feel like a dead weight. And that's energy, and you can go into a room like this or you can go into, you know, your workplace, uh, even the supermarket. You can brush shoulders with somebody and you can get that gut feeling. And that gut feeling is your intuition and what you're sensing is the energy. Your energy interacts with their energy. We have an aura, which is this energetic field that surrounds all of us. So all Reiki does, it's like one energy field coming into contact with another energy field it's just like two mobile phones except you can't see it and I think because it's intangible for the audio digital people out there to the people that need to have physical evidence I think it's really difficult to understand 
So do you do this via Skype or Zoom or something like that? Yeah, so I do it by Zoom. By so the you actually see, you can see the people. Yeah. You, you, so, you, so you have that connection, you can see their surroundings and their, their state of um, demeanour, you know, how they're holding themselves, that kind of thing. That's right. So... So you have lots of different types of healers. So I'm trained in Reiki, but there's there's lots of different types of, of energy healing. Reiki is a Japanese, it's like the, the traditional uh, energy healing. And I think over the last two years, my energy, my, my healing has got more and more stronger. And the way in which I work with my clients is it's it works on an intuitive level. So when I can actually see somebody face-to-face or on a video call... All I need to do is close my eyes and I can actually see energetically where they're blocked, um, which, again, might sound a bit woo-woo, but it's something that's just developed over the years. Mm, interesting. <laughs> no, normally, Reiki, you imagine somebody laying on a bench and then yeah. you know, putting your hands over them, sometimes on them, sometimes around yeah. them, near them, whatever. So so, so what, what, what do you do with your hands? You're, you're, you're sitting there looking at a, a, a computer screen seeing your client and then perhaps closing your eyes what were you doing with your hands so I do still have face-to-face clients I have a treatment room in Birmingham um, but for my online clients I don't use my hands at all it's all to do with your it's all to do with um, your imagination and and it's like on a done on a t- telepathic level so um, with Reiki you are taught Japanese singles uh, symbols and there is a symbol that allows Reiki to travel travel through time and space, and you use that symbol, which sounds bonkers when you say it out loud. But it's, I think it's one of these things that, you know, when I fell into Reiki, I didn't really have a clue uh, what it was, but I was at that desperation stage where i just lost who I was, and I just needed something to get me back to who I was and also to understand how I'd got to that point. So I think, you know, my job is not to convince people. It's just to say that this is an amazing thing that's helped me. And if you're at that stage in your life, then give it a go. I think alternative therapy for me was definitely a preferred choice than going on to medication or anything like that. So you've not had any medication to no. help you? What, what, what about when you were off sick from, no. from work? they wanted to. The doctor wanted to give me antidepressants, but it's just not really my values and that's not to say that it's not anybody else's I think we all have to do what's best for us so I'm not against it but for me personally I just wanted to understand more about how the mind body connected and that's how I got into coaching as well because I wanted to understand more about how I had my thinking I needed to change this negative mindset that I'd got myself into. Okay we'll talk more about that in a moment let's just have some music and for um, going along the woo-woo kind of uh, theme, I've got uh, Cliff Richard, Devil Woman. Oh, <laughs> good track. <laughs> well, we're uh, in the studio with uh, me, Elaine Godley, and Lorna Jane, who is uh, from the Lifestyle Balance Group, and uh, with her brand ambassador, Joe. So, um, Joe, what is a brand ambassador? Let's bring you in. <laughs> well, basically, it's um, sort of helping... Um, Lorna promoter brand um, obviously I've had treatments from Lorna as well in the past face to face and also um, online so we've done things via zoom call so my job is to kind of get the message out there and obviously people that are suffering from anxiety issues which I've had in the past as well myself 
um, being able to sort of direct them in the in the way of Lorna because it does help the symptoms. It doesn't obviously fully get rid of the symptoms, but it will help them, you know, understand their situation a little bit better and be able to deal with their situation a little bit better as well. And since I've had the treatments from Lorna, um, I don't take any tablets for my depression and anxiety that I had, which was about five or six years ago as well myself. So I can relate to the situation that Lorna was in those years ago because obviously you get caught up in the rat race and then obviously lots of things happen in your life, trauma issues, etc., etc. Um, so the brand ambassador for what I'm doing for her brand is just getting the message out there and promoting it really and just saying to everybody, you know, try alternative methods than just going down the route of just taking tablets. Try the holistic approach because it really does work and it's amazing the uh, way you feel when you come out of a treatment. You feel uplifted and you feel like a weight's been lifted. So it's it's just an amazing um, concept, isn't it, really? And it's done justice on me, I must admit. So that's why I'm really passionate about helping her with a brand. So that's a, a, another word for marketing support, really. If of, you like, yeah. But a bit deeper than that because Yeah, experienced because I've experienced it. it. Yeah. So from my experiences, I can get it out there to everybody and say, this was my experience, this is where I was with my mental health and this is where I am today so do try it because it's an alternative method and she's right everybody's made up of energy if you align your energy correctly then obviously you're going to live a much more happier and healthier life aren't you mm-hmm. so you mentioned uh, joe that you've got people in the office listening oh yes <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so what else goes on in your office oh lots of things i mean i come from a background um obviously i'm quite corporate And the office that I work in, we design um, railway bridges and stations. So my job is to do all the document control. So I do all the nitty gritty stuff behind the scenes for all the designer. Uh, The guys sitting in the office at the moment, hello, um, are the M&E guys and also the office manager. So I've asked them to jump on today because... I also do mental health work for the office as well. So I'm a mental health first aider. So I qualified in that over six months ago. So I'm actually helping people being like a counsellor for the office now. So people that have got issues and problems, they'll come and speak to me. We'll put them on an employee assist programme that we have in place for them and offering them the support. And also, I think I've got somebody coming in the direction of Lorna shortly, who's going to go down the route of having Reiki treatment as well. So it's it's a subject that I'm really passionate about. So the fact that we both had the same things and our paths have crossed make us quite a good team, doesn't it? (laughs) You know, we're quite passionate about it and we just want to get the message out there to help people because the holistic approach is another way of getting yourself over those dark days. So you mentioned about um, sort of a... A hairy male environment. My yeah. my words, not yours. <laughs> Love that. Um, but how how do you how can you explain to these individuals who would not normally be your average Reiki uh, clients that it does work? Is it again by your own experience? It is. It's experience led because if you say, look, I was here six years ago or five years ago. This is where I was, and I have no problem telling everybody that I was in a bit of a mess. I mean, I I literally was off work for six months. I couldn't leave the house for fear of having panic attacks. Um, So if I can say, look, I'm actually sitting here today and I'm talking to you and this is what I was like 
six months ago or five years ago. Um, I'm living proof that it works. So it's based on experience and it's building that trust with the person as well in the office. And to be honest, what most of them have been quite um, forthcoming with it and they've been quite positive about it. And the fact that the company's up on mental health as well and we're supporting our staff because, you know, stress can be a big combat to all of these problems as well. So the fact that we're supporting all these people as well and, and giving them the help that they need, then try any methods that you, should, you, you need to try, really. Okay, so uh, Lorna, what um, what plans have you got for the future? It sounds as though you're you're really taking this um, Reiki malarkey extremely. Um, you're kind of pushing the boundaries um, with all of the online stuff that you're doing, not just kind of hands on. And you were talking while the last record was on about um, how your intuition is now uh, and yeah. your your kind of spiritual. Uh, understanding and, and strengths are, are growing and growing so, so tell us a bit more about that aspect yeah. I guess I've always known I was different <laughs> and um, yeah I just thought I was a bit crazy um, you know so many people uh, have like these strong gut reactions or gut, gut feelings I should say and um, I'd say ever since I got attuned to Reiki and the more I've been healing I get a real strong I get a real strong sense of whether somebody should or shouldn't do something whether they're on the right path and I also get a really strong indication of how they've got to that point so a lot of my clients come to me with mental illnesses mainly anxiety I think probably because that's what I suffered with and that's what I attract and I work with people on a six-week basis some longer and when I give a healing session online, I, I get a visual intuition so I can close my eyes and it might sound crazy, but I get images in my head and it's usually of that person when they were a child and I can usually establish whether they went through some kind of abuse, whether they had a, a, a you know, a, a sheltered childhood life or I can see trauma. Some of it is past life. Some of it is five years ago. I can see if they're hurting, if they're grieving over somebody. And because I visualize it, it actually works really well with healing because I can also see in their body where they're carrying that pain because energy travels around your blood cells and, and we store our memories in our body. So if we haven't processed something, if we've suppressed it instead, it actually manifests into physical dysfunctions. So a lot of my clients will come to me with a lot of stomach ache, with a lot of insomnia, with a lot of headaches, and it tells me where in their body they're energetically blocked. And with my intuition, I'm able to really tune in and say, well, where's that come from? That's come from five years ago. Maybe you are mourning over a loved one, or maybe... You know, I've just had a, a client recently in her 70s and she was holding on to pain from when she was five years old. And what I love about my job is I was able to release all of that. And that was really carrying in her body. And she was really carrying a lot of severe physical illnesses. You know, she couldn't eat. Her body was sh shutting down. And that's what happens. 
I, I frequently talk about this topic with uh, many people I come across for the for the radio show, and the emotional aspect of healing is huge, and people underestimate it. Yeah, and I think partly is because we're we're not even taught about it. Yeah. Absolutely, we're, we're not taught about emotions. Um, yeah, there's there's t- there's talk now in schools about uh, mindfulness and yeah. yoga and relaxation, meditation, all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff, which which is which is good, but it still doesn't explain the the effect that stress has on us that the effect that um, holding our emotions has on us so it's great that you're that you're doing that work and um the people that i mentor through cancer which is um you say people that you attract are kind of those who've had anxiety the mm. people i attract are those who've had cancer because of you know we each have our respective stories don't yeah, we? yeah that's right so um uh people with with cancer can do absolutely everything right they can you know their mindset their uh, their diet their nutrition their exercise their oxygen levels they, do, they can do absolutely everything spot on but if they haven't released those emotions yeah. they will seriously struggle on, on healing and i've seen it time and time again some people actually frighten themselves to death um because they're emotionally immature should we say and mm. they're and they're angry and they're upset and they're jealous they're they're um you know they're holding on to all this negative stuff and unless that's released their body isn't able to the the energy is not flowing through their body yeah and and they're not healing definitely um, but obviously we we, we generalize hugely here and and uh, not everybody's going to have that you know need to to do that but generally speaking so it's interesting picking up on what you were saying earlier on about um, the energy flowing through the body and so on yeah I've learned so much I think through my own journey I think it can be really easy to play the victim Mm. um, and, and to be like why me and that just wasn't my attitude when it happened to me I literally was like I'm gonna try anything and everything to understand how have I got to this point and I for me personally, counselling didn't work. It needed to be a much deeper therapy. Um, and, and even though I've done Reiki for a, for a number of years now, from an emotional perspective, energy, it, everything starts from the mind. What we think um, affects our behaviour and our actions and, and we store out what we our thoughts in our body. So that's how I got into coaching because I wanted to understand the connection from the mind to the body. Um, and yeah, you know, I totally agree with you. It's something I'm incredibly passionate about because we're just not taught about it. Um, I would definitely love to bring lifestyle balance into schools. I would love to bring lifestyle balance into the workplace um, because it's there's there's so little awareness about the topic and before any of this happened I didn't have a clue if you'd said to me I can do a healing session over line and I can see you when you were five years old I thought you were bonkers <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm sure so many of the listeners probably do <laughs> The uh, the living life in balance um, thing is really you know close to my heart as well. The the first perfect health book um, collaboration that we published in September went to number one on Amazon in three categories Amazing. within a few days. We I think we launched it on a Wednesday and by Sunday we were number one in three categories. That's brilliant. And that's all about living life in balance. Mm-hmm. We t- were twelve authors and we all contributed a chapter on you know living life in balance um, using the perfect ten. Uh, wellness program that I've created um, 
May as well give my myself a plug now. Perfect hyphen health. <laughs> I, I, I often forget to do this because it's my show and I'm interested in the guests. I often forget about myself. So, um, perfect hyphen health is the website, and there's all about the Perfect Ten program on there. And uh, listeners, you can go on there and do a free assessment to to see where you are in in the uh, in the balance of things across ten different categories. And um, the the categories are a work, home, mind, body. Values, attitudes, beliefs, behaviours, friends and family. And by having those 10 areas in balance, then the the um, other things you need to do if you're in a serious health crisis, there's lots of other things, but looking at your life in the round in those areas and you get mm-hmm. those in balance, then you're less likely to prolong your health challenge. Or if you haven't got um, a nasty diagnosis, by looking at those areas and again, keeping in balance, you're not likely to get get too ill. Um, so uh, there we go. So yeah, and I've just done my first wellness week. Um, I did a wellness weekend earlier on this year in the Lake District, and we just done a wellness week in the Lake District, which is fabulous. And we're doing another week in Gloucestershire near, in Cheltenham in uh, March. Amazing. So um, it's really it's really cool, really cool stuff. And um, Anyway, we've got another crazy song now, Crazy Horses, the Osmonds. <laughs> crazy theme today. <laughs> so there we go, another crazy record for um, the uh, the topic we're doing uh, today, which is uh, Living Life in Balance, or well, the Lifestyle Balance Group with uh, Lorna Jane. So um, you were talking about Reiki and online and, and whatnot. How, how do you protect yourself from... The energy, you talk about energy, so you can kind of send energy to other people through yeah. the airwaves somehow. How mm-hmm. do you protect yourself from these energy vampires that, that we come across? And there, there's many of those, aren't there? Unfortunately, Elaine, I learn the hard way. <laughs> I think, um, so when I'm actually given a, 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 a treatment, then there is a technique that I'm taught in my Reiki where I actually protect myself. But in, in day-to-day life, how do you protect yourself? Is that what you're asking? Yes. Yeah. yeah. In day-to-day life, I think with how in tune I am with my intuition, you get a feeling. You get a feeling if somebody's energy's off. And unfortunately, I am the sort of person where I want to be an everybody's friend and I want everyone to like me. But I'm, I have learned over the years, the hard way, especially networking with people online, that not everybody has the same intention. And um, you're your stomach and your gut feeling can tell you that somebody's energy's off but their physiology can be saying something different and they can be all smiles and all friendly and I think that's been a really hard journey for me to understand that I have to listen to my gut feeling more than what I'm actually seeing and I think that's been a real real huge lesson for me huge lesson so you're taught techniques when you learn Reiki, how to protect yourself in kind of in the physical when you're, mm-hmm. when you're giving Reiki physically. Yeah. And do you use the same method, obviously without giving away crown jewels, um, you use the same method when you do this online as well, do you? Yeah, To protect definitely. yourself. Yeah, so it's no secret. You, it, There's so many different ways that you can protect yourself and how I'm taught is and, and how I teach my, my clients that work with me um, and even my group, I've got a private Facebook group, I, I, I tell all of them to protect themselves, especially if you're an empath. 
you're highly sensitive uh, woman. So you just put yourself in a protective bubble because if you imagine, like I was saying before, your energy expands out of you, that's your aura, and it can interact with somebody else's energy. And if you're a highly sensitive person, as you've said, you can absorb that. Um, so you just simply close your eyes and you imagine a bubble of bright white light surrounding you and that keeps your energy protected. You can also do something where you ground yourself, you bring you back to Mother Earth and you basically imagine the soles of your feet and roots pulling you down. And and there's so many other techniques that you can use. I remember when I had my breakdown, my my therapist taking me to this forest and told me to take my shoes and socks off. I was thinking, are you mad? It's <laughs> raining outside. How am I going to dry my feet? I tell you what, it was the best feeling in the world. And um, even small techniques like that, you know, you don't always have to pay um, to get, you know, valuable techniques that, are, you know, will have a huge transformation. Um, so, yeah, that's what I teach my clients. Brilliant. I have I have a, um, a method where I imagine myself inside um, a glass bell. So um, I don't know if, if you might be too young to remember this, but we used to have playground bells where the teacher would come out and ring the oh, bell yeah. at, at playtime. Yeah, yeah. So one of those those bells. Imagine that as a glass bell, and then um, that is over me. So I'm with it oh, inside. Yeah. So I'm protected. I can yeah. see out. But, yeah. And people can see me. Yeah. But there, there's this glass, you know, between us. That's I use that every now and then. Yeah. I used to go to a spiritual church. I've, I've been to a few over the years, and they will teach you as well. So some people imagine like a shower curtain closing or um, or opening, or like a glass pane from the floor rising up in front of you. Um, I think whatever whatever works for you. I think yeah. another way of grounding yourself as well is walking in nature. So go and have a walk in the park yeah, or definitely. in the woods. Surround with, with yourself your shoes with natural. Off. Yeah, yeah. With your socks <laughs> You're going to get muddy, mud, muddy feet. <laughs> to, to a certain extent, but just surround yourself in nature because obviously that's got a calming yeah. effect as well, especially if you're suffering with anxiety as well. Definitely. You need to get out there and just ground yourself in, a, in an environment where it's full of nature and it's yeah, peaceful. Yeah, really important. I've yeah. become a tree hugger over the years. <laughs> that actually works. Don't do a laugh. It's sort of massive, you know, massive healing tools. And, you know, back in, what was it, 60s when the hippies and, you know, that's what they used to do. And it's, you know, there's it's a real mm. um, powerful exercise. You know, trees give off energy. So if you go and surround yourself, anything green, like Joe mm -hmm. said, but particularly trees, you will feel naturally uplifted. If you're feeling like, you know, this dull weather, if you just put your, your rain mac on and um, shoes or no shoes, your choice, um, and go and walk around trees, you will feel uplifted. Yeah. And, and so many people do, but they don't, they don't know why, you know, because like you say, Elaine, we're not taught it. Um, but that's definitely something that helped me through. Breathing techniques as well. So if you're sitting in nature, you know, the whole breathing through the nose and out through the mouth and then holding your breath and doing it gently is another way of relieving any anxiety attack. So if, if somebody around me that was having a panic attack, um, obviously I'd do like a grounding method exactly as you've just said, but take them out and get them to look at the scent, you know, get the senses really, look at their environment, see things, smell things, touch things and really sort of focus on that environment. And then that takes them away from the actual trauma of the anxiety because the more they think Definitely. about it, the worse the panic attacks get. And I'm speaking from experience, obviously, because I used yeah. to be like that. So 
I had a client ring me the other morning at seven o'clock in the morning and she said, Lorna, she said, I'm in a hotel in Manchester. She said, I've had to put my dressing gown on and I've had to come and sit outside the front of this hotel. I'm having a huge panic attack. And I had to tell her to take her shoes and socks off. It was raining. And I had to tell her to speak out loud and tell me what she could see, what could, what could she feel. And I could already tell um, that her energy... Had, you know, her, her anxiety had just dropped and her energy was so much more calmer. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's definitely helped. And and like Joe, I did a mental health first aid course yeah. a couple of months before you, didn't I? So That's right. Was that about six months ago? And it was amazing. It was... It's very full on, but mm. you learn so much from it because you can then integrate that into your everyday life. And then obviously now that I help people when they're at work, if they're suffering, then I'll give them some techniques to help them meditation as well we, we talk about that a lot you know breathing sitting just simply just sitting in the moment and listening to a bit of soft music can easily calm the situation down as well and flip the mind process as well yeah I think sadly there's so many people in the workplace that will celebrate mental health awareness day but unfortunately their actions don't always go hand in hand with um you know their values so what I mean by that is they will claim to you know do certain things for staff but then when you have an actual member of staff that is off with anxiety they don't always treat it in the same way it's just your number you need to get back to work and I think that's definitely something that led me to having my breakdown because it was the guilt of having time off work and even though we hear so much about anxiety and mental health I think there still is so much more work mm. to do in the workplace. I think the fact that we now have mental health first aiders is definitely a good thing. I just really hope that some of these, you know, owners of companies actually do believe in in what they're doing. I think, unfortunately for me, and I might get shot for saying this, <laughs> but I do, I do honestly feel so passionate because I see it in the workplace where people yeah. pay for their staff to go on these courses, but then they're not, actually consider it when something actually happens and I think really everyone should do that course it really does open your eyes unfortunately like it's like anything isn't it unless you've really gone through something it's very difficult to understand Mm, absolutely I wanted to go back on what you were both saying about the um the tree hugging and the walking through the forest and nature and all that kind of thing because the reason the reason we need to take our shoes and socks off is because we need to connect with the energy energy from the ground yeah and we weren't made years ago to walk around with rubber soled shoes and so we were you know we were, we were born with with nothing on our feet you know yeah um, and we're all we're all electrical beings and the earth is electrical and you know that's why we talk about grounding houses are grounded mm-hmm. um you know you wouldn't have a sink without you know a grounding tag um earthing tag on it so by connecting with our shoes and socks off just just walking on the grass um for you know 15 minutes two or three times a week will help raise your vibration raise raise the energy and so on and help your your electrolytes go and another thing um people can do is to start the day with uh, warm water 
with um, half an organic lemon in uh, squeezed in and sea salt, ah. sea salt topping, Himalayan salt. That will also yeah. help with your electrolytes and get your get your body going. That's so get get your get your energy flowing. So, um, so I've got my my drink here. Uh, um, she says waving at the listeners with my uh, my water bottle, <laughs> and uh, I've got um, salt in there. Uh-huh. So that helps to um, get the energy flowing. Yeah, it's hydrating yourself at the same time yeah, as well, exactly. isn't it? Yeah, and I'm not talking fish shop salt. I'm talking um sea salt yeah or you know good quality sea salt yes. or pink himalayan salt that's uh, really important so grounding and for people who perhaps don't have an opportunity to walk in the park or, or go and hug a tree or whatever um there are grounding sheets that you can buy now you can yeah. sleep on a grounding sheet amazing um, grounding mats you can sit on there's all sorts of ways and they're not expensive mm. so there are ways doesn't matter what your budget um you know large or small there are ways that you can connect um, and, and get your energy going. The next song we've got is one that you chose, Lorna. It's their Genesis, Tonight, Tonight, Tonight. So why did you choose this one? Because I'm really hoping that my mum and dad are tuning in because if they're not, they're going to get into trouble. <laughs> well, they'll be able um, to hit, They didn't hit. even reply to my WhatsApp to say I was on the radio, oh, so I'm going to shame them. It's the recorded, radio. so I think they'll be able to listen to it after. <laughs> yeah. But um, my, I was brought up on Genesis. It's a huge thing in my family. Um, and uh, yeah, Phil, Genesis and Phil Collins wear my hat. We used to run around at Christmas with saucepans on each other's head, and that's kind of what's been drummed into me. <laughs> yeah. So this this is for my for my Madre and Padre. Right, <laughs> lovely. Well, I, you're the you're the age, same age as my daughter, so uh, she was also brought up on uh, Genesis and um, Paul Simon as well. So uh, here we go. This is uh, for you tonight, tonight, tonight. Genesis. And you're listening to Perfect Health on Elastic FM with Elaine Godley and uh, Lorna Jane, Lifestyle Balance Group and Joe are in the studio with me today. So we've been talking about Reiki, Lorna, and um, your your skills in that department. What about other tools you use? Yeah, so I think if you know me, you'll know I'm obsessed with crystals. Uh, so these are the shiny rocks that people <laughs> refer to. Um, so so crystals is something uh, that I kind of stumbled over. They all have natural healing abilities. So you get different types of crystals that can help with different um, emotions. And definitely one for me, I always have a black tourmaline on my wrist. It really helps me protect my energy. I know you mentioned about that earlier. Um and, you know, I have crystals literally all over my house. Uh, it's definitely something that I use. You can either, as a lady, you can put a crystal in your bra. It needs to have skin-to-skin contact. And with my clients, I always recommend that they put a crystal underneath their pillow. What, um, what sort of crystal? So it depends on, on the pain point of that client. But some of the main crystals that you could buy would be a rose quartz. It's definitely a lot more... It's for your heart chakra. So if you're suffering with grief or... Um, you know, self-love or something like that. It's a really powerful crystal to have um, a, a rose quartz crystal. Um, or you could have an amethyst. An amethyst is a really good, calming and healing uh, crystal. And it's, you know, my 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 nephew, um, I'm going to get told off now because I don't know how old he is. I think he's 10. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I always forget his age. I still think he's five, really. I forget they grow up. But he absolutely adores crystals um, and I just love that. I think it's something that, you know, doesn't cost a lot of money and it's got a massive, um, massive transformation. It's something that's really, really helped me. 
the uh, amethyst. Um, I love that. That's um, that's my birthstone. Oh, amazing! And, um, I've got amethyst and a whole variety of different crystals on my on my desk at home. And um, yeah, yeah, it's it's amazing. I've got various different bracelets and, and rings and things as well. So, um, did you put cool. them out for full moon this weekend? Uh, they're always out. Yeah, they're, they're always. Oh, do you mean actually out in, in out the, in the outside? Yeah, so you oh can no, they're always on my desk. Yeah, so because they're a natural healing property, they need to be cleansed. So um, whether that's in skin to skin contact or whether that's in, so obviously I have crystals throughout my 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 treatment room. They will absorb other people's energies, so it's really important that you charge them in natural daylight, like sunlight, or when there's a full moon, you can put them outside and the moon will charge them. So Ooh. this is when woo-woo people like me <laughs> go hunting for crystals around your house on a full moon and put them outside. You can cleanse them in water as well, can't you? Yeah. So, you know, yeah. put them in water and then stick them on the windowsill let the sun absorb them for a few hours um, or like you said put them outside under the moon and let the moon charge them because they are of the earth yeah and I obviously wear a lot of them as well because it protects you when you're out there especially if you're empathic you're going to pull in the energies from those energy vampires we've mentioned before so it's a good way of um, and healing as well use them for healing Properties. Yeah, so you can actually do crystal healing. It's not something that I've qualified oh, in, but amazing. I do intuitively pick a crystal for a client. So if I feel that they are, they have energetic blocks in their solar plexus, which is the top part of their stomach, then I'll recommend, say, for example, a citrine, which is really good for that part of your body. So there's there's lots of different crystals. It's like a sweet shop for me. And um, yeah, you know, you can you can find out so much about crystals just going on to YouTube, just going on to Google. And, Meditate and with them as well. Mm. Yeah. YouTube's yeah. a fantastic resource, isn't it? There's oh, God, there's yeah. pretty much nothing mm. nothing um, you need in life isn't on YouTube in Definitely. some form or another. We didn't get that in my day. I used to be sent to the library. <laughs> yeah, I used to love going to the library with my little ticket. Little ticket, yeah. yeah. Well, I used to be really bad at returning the book though. Never ever used to return it on time. <laughs> tut, tut, tut. I don't know, you youngsters. Um, okay, we're going to have a um, um, an interview now. I did a while ago with a lady called Claire Lyons from the Frugal Family. So, sorry about that, Claire, if you're listening. I messed up the order of the songs there. Your um, song, The Feeling Won't Go Away, um, was supposed to be after... Um, it must be loved by madness, but I'm um, sure you'll forgive me for that. So uh, there we go. The Bruno Bruno Mars happy song was for your nephew and niece in Australia, Lorna. It was, yeah. I'm just link, link, like thinking about the time now in Australia. She's in Perth, so I think they're about seven hours ahead of us. So, so she, might, she might be probably in bed, in bed. Hopefully, hopefully. Hopefully she can listen to this. She did message me this morning to say, how am I going to tune in and, and listen to you? So I really hope she stayed up to listen to this. Otherwise she'll be in trouble. Well, if not, she, and sadly they won't get the music on the replay because, uh, ah. because of copyright and performing rights society uh, things. Ah. We're, um, we can't. So on the replay on my website, perfect-health.co.uk, yeah. the, it will come up there in due courses an interview but the, the music would have been stripped out okay it's all right i took a selfie the the, ma- <laughs> the, the magic of technology <laughs> wonderful wonderful okay so uh, so where do we go now then Lorna? you've got um you're talking about various different techniques that you use nlp have we covered nlp yet i'm not sure we have 
Yeah, um, no, I don't think we have, no. Yeah, so so um, you mentioned about coaching and um, dealing with your clients mm. on a... Um, mental a, a mental well-being yeah mental well-being yeah. and the whole body stuff and mm-hmm. so on and so forth so where does nlp fit into that with you so um i did reiki for well i started reiki in 2014 and three years later i thought i wanted to find out more so i found uh, a company that did a two-day free coaching event in birmingham and I went along to this free event and like most things, they try to upsell you stuff, don't they? And I absolutely loved it. I loved this free weekend. It was all to do with language. So NLP stands for Neuro Linguistic Programming. And it covers such a broad range of things. Neuro being, um, you know, brain, linguistic brain, language and programming all to do with your memories and your conditioning. So it's like a huge, big toolbox. And uh, I signed up, I signed up to do the course and it kind of consisted of six months of theory and then we had to go in and have like two weeks of practical assessments and exams. Very intense and I know there's so many crash courses out there but I'm glad I did it the way that I did it because it's, there's so much to learn. So NLP really in a nutshell is all to do with your mind, all to do with how you speak and all to do with your thought patterns. So we have a a conscious mind and we have a subconscious and your subconscious rules your conscious. So imagine it like the program, the PC, you know, like how your computer, it just runs overnight. You don't have to tell it to do anything. Our subconscious is running all the time. So when we might be thinking consciously about something while we're driving, but our subconscious is keeping us safe. And it's those subconscious beliefs that we kind of form from the age of naught to seven years old. And we usually form them from who we grow up around so it's our belief systems are formed from our parents and grandparents who we spent the majority of our childhood with even in the womb would you believe even as a baby you're always picking up things and from the age of seven you've started to form your belief system so what NLP does some of the techniques that I've been taught is all to do with reprogramming your mind so for example You might have a negative thought, which is, I'm not good enough. Or why do I always do this? I'll never be able to achieve that. So what NLP would do is it would look at where you first formed that belief, the first memory, and it would get you to reframe that thought so that you can move forwards in your life. So NLP is used with sports coaches. It's used in the the workplace. It's used in one-to-one. It's used with children. You can change your habits, your thinking, and it's just a fantastic, another cog to my will, really. And it really kind of makes you understand how powerful your language is. It's also something that's helped me with my clients just by listening, just by listening to how my clients speak. I can understand where they're stuck just by listening to the vocabulary that they use. It's very powerful, isn't it, mm. the words we use? Yeah. Because the words we use affect our vibration in our body. And if we're thinking negatively and using negative language, our body vibrates at a lower frequency, doesn't it? Definitely, yeah, yeah. Explain for the benefit of the listeners what you mean about reframing. So reframing basically means changing. Changing for the better good. So reframing, and it's really interesting you say that because it's my pet hate using jargon. And sometimes you get so carried away you forget. But reframing is really changing your beliefs for a better good. So if your current belief system is not serving you, if you say, oh, I'm always getting sick, 
you're telling yourself that, then you will. So it's actually reframing means changing that into a more positive sentence so that you can start to believe it. But you do it at an unconscious level, at a subconscious level. We have five brainwaves and it's really difficult to change your belief consciously. You have to actually change it from a subconscious level. And in order to do that, you need to lower your brainwave. So this is where you start to see therapies and techniques like hypnosis. And when you go to sleep at night, that's when your brainwaves start to become lowered. And that's when you can really change what you believe. And of course, it's, the quality of the sleep is really important, isn't it? Oh, God, yeah. I mean, I, I'm always having competitions with friends. How many hours sleep did you get? But maybe that's just age. <laughs> if I can get eight hours in, it's winner, winner, chicken dinner. I'm happy. <laughs> I, I don't get anywhere near that. Um, I, I, I don't set an alarm. I, I well tell a lie I set the only time I set an alarm is if I really have to definitely positively be somewhere but I never ever need it mm. yeah so most yeah. of the time I don't set alarms because I don't set myself deadlines where I've got to be at certain places in the morning um I go to sleep when I'm tired I wake up when I've had enough and literally my eyes pop open oh, and I'm like a, Duras- a Duracell ba- a, a battery and I'm just like full on all day and then I get tired and I go to sleep and that's it. Yeah. But I do have um, broken sleep, mm. but um, I do know that I, you know, I have enough sleep for me. Yeah. Um, and it's probably, I would say, about six hours, something like that. Um, so, and everybody's so, different. Exactly. Eight hours is not necessarily the right amount that's for right. other people. For some people, you can have yeah. too much sleep because you're, yeah. you're then in a sort of almost a catatonic state throughout the day and you, you kind of never wake yourself up. You've yeah. actually had too much sleep, too lethargic. Yeah, I think a lot of us, uh, in general, we are sleep deprived. We we're, we're living life in this rat race, and it's definitely mm-hmm. something for me that I learned on my healing journey. And um, Dad, I know you're listening. I remember my dad saying to me when I was signed off, "Why are you always sleeping?" And I was just so tired. It was my body. Your your body has a way of communicating with you. It's like a traffic light system. And when you start to see physical symptoms, that's when you really need to take stock and say, okay, what is my body telling me? And I think so many of us, we're conditioned to just push through. Well, can, I think it's part of being British as well. Stiff up oh, a lip, get on yeah. with it, you know, dust yourself yeah. down, pick yourself up, start all over again type of thing. And we'd never have time to process those emotions. So we store them yeah. up and store them up, layer mm. upon layer upon layer. So it's no surprise that it's it's typically it's when you get mid-30s that things start going wrong because you've had, you know, 20, 30-odd years of, of this barrage of other people's beliefs and other people's um, opinions on them, you know, onto you, and maybe you're not living your life authentically. You're living your life through somebody else. Definitely. And um, you often see. Um, I used to um, teach swimming years ago, and you'd you'd see children being forced to do something because their parents wanted them to. You know, and, mm. and you know, they, they they might be petrified of the water, and we 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 could deal with that. That's that's no big deal. But um, you know, I didn't have the chance to do things when I was young, so therefore you're going to be forced to do the things that I, you know, so the parents are living, trying to live their life through their children, and it's yeah. and it's wrong, isn't it? It is, I understand yeah. how it how it happens and where it comes from, but um, it, it's plain wrong. Yeah, um, and then something will happen, the universe will just push that person off that path and say, you're not meant to be doing this. Exactly, and sadly, it's by the time we get symptoms, it's actually too late it by is. that stage. It is. So, for example, even with something simple like being thirsty, if we get to the point of being thirsty we're already dehydrated absolutely so we need to plan so 
that we're not we're not in a state where we're overwhelmed we're stressed mm-hmm. um you know we've, we're aching perhaps we've overdone the things or if you overdo things or underdo things going back to your the, the name of your your company um lifestyle balance group yeah i mean that's that's just that's perfect isn't it yeah it's all to do with mental emotional physical physical health I don't do so much physical anymore I'm a qualified fitness instructor but I don't use it as much but I think it's always good to have that knowledge um and yeah they go hand in hand with each other definitely I think um I think it a lot of my clients they they tend to get sick when they stop I think so many of us can relate to that you know lots of people go on holiday and they come they, back they fly the yeah they fly they mm-hmm. kind of get all the germs from the yeah. air conditioning units all germs going round and round yeah they relax and that's when the immune system kind of mm. relaxes as well and then everything mm. that's going uh, gets gets into their system and they come back and they they need a holiday because they've had such a, a crap time because their body is just just uh, you know well, co- yeah. collapsed really and i think if you learn to integrate general daily uh, coping mechanisms then you will build your immune naturally. And uh, I think it's all about being proactive instead of reactive. Exactly. And, and not, not everybody can do that, though, can they? No. All different, different personalities will, will take things. Clearly, you're a proactive person. Um, not everybody is as proactive as you are, but that's what's helped you to recover as quickly as you have and in, in the way that you have. I've learned to be that way. I never used to be like that. I think I've really had to change my habits, my behaviour, my beliefs. I've had to really change my lifestyle and I think it's, like I said before, it really is, unless it happens to you, you think, oh, I won't happen to me, you know? And unfortunately for me, it literally, I mean, you know, I had to move back in with my parents, I had to rent my house out. I ended up losing my job, you know, came out of a nine-year relationship, everything. It felt like my whole life had hit rock bottom. But in actual fact, when I sit back now and I look at how far I've achieved or how far I've come and what I've achieved in those few years and how how I am in a mental and emotional state, yes, I'm, I'm highly sensitive, but I now know how to how to manage that. And also that sensitivity can be, can be perceived as a weakness. I do get ill a lot, but that's because I'm highly sensitive and I have to learn when to say no. I have to learn how to manage that, I have to learn how to protect myself. But actually that sensitivity gives me the empath, the empath to work with other people and to really understand people's pain. So it's just knowing yourself, become consciously aware of yourself. Absolutely. And, and um, my, my brand, Perfect Health, you know, Perfect Health is different from me, different to you, different to Joe, different. My, my health is different today to yesterday to tomorrow and so on. So, and it's perfect for me, you know, every, every day. Yeah. But it's a different perfect to other people. And then, would you believe the next song is called Perfect? (laughs) (laughs) So there we go. Apparently, um, Joe's still got a a fan fan base following following the program. How cool is that? I know. It's it's commitment for you. I'm I'm so impressed with them. I'm going to have to buy cakes tomorrow (laughs) to treat them to say thank you for listening to our five minutes of fame or my five minutes of fame, you know. Fabulous. Fabulous. I know. Bless them. So, um, Lorna, how do people get hold of you? All this lovely stuff that you're, you're able to do for people online. So it doesn't matter where they live. You can help them with uh, coaching and Reiki and... Yeah, l- local um, events and Emotions and, and all that sort of stuff. So anybody who's got trapped emotions, feels stuck, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. How do they get hold of you? So on Facebook, I am under Lorna Jane, J-A-Y-N-E. 
Um, that's my Facebook page and Instagram. It's Lorna underscore J-A-Y-N-E underscore Lifestyle Balance. Um, or li- on LinkedIn, it's Lorna Riley. Or website www.thelifestylebalancegroup.co.uk. Fantastic. And when you say the group, that sounds very grand. Mm. Is I've it... got big plans, Elaine. Right. Okay. Well, <laughs> anticipating my next question. Oh, yeah, um, you've got to you, aim can you big. Share the, can you share the plans on, on, the, on air today with us or are they under wraps? Um, I think I think we'll keep them under wraps, but let's just say it's going to get bigger and better. Right, wonderful. <laughs> very good, very good. Do I get a pay rise? I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we've got another Genesis song coming up in a moment um, for your family, and it's I, I've chosen the one that that is my favourite. So uh, it's amazing. Uh, well, well, we'll we'll see. I'm not going to tell you what it is yet because your family might switch off they might not like this one i'm gonna whatsapp them they better be tuning in (laughs) (laughs) so um so what kind of what's what's your kind of ideal type of client then lorna um so i mainly work with women um that's purely really because i i understand because i am one um i do i have worked with men in the past Uh, i work with women between the age of 35 and 45 i work with business owners or working women nine to five they might be experiencing um emotional or physical problems they might be feeling burnt out or overwhelmed or stressed they might suffer with a mental um issues such as anxiety they might be feeling stuck in their life and they're not really sure why um a lot of my clients come to me with illness so they're not really under sort of getting anywhere on medication or they're not really sure where they need to to go to heal themselves so I think a lot of people come to me they don't fully understand it but they know that they need to try something different you mentioned a while back on the programme about chakras mm. and the fact that we have seven chakras. So just run, run us through the importance of understanding where they are and, and, and what, what they're all about. Okay, so we mentioned energy before. We have seven energy centres in our bodies. They're called chakras. And this is where our energy gets stored. And in order for us to feel healthy, that energy needs to flow and it needs to, to move. When our energy becomes blocked, that's when we start to feel unwell. So what Reiki does is it actually promotes your body back to balance. It actually gets that energy moving. If you imagine a Catherine wheel, our energy should be spinning in each one of those seven chakras. So it starts with your crown chakra, which is the top of your head. Then it goes to your third eye, which is in between your your eyes. It goes to your throat chakra, your heart, your solar plexus, which is the top part of your belly button, your sacral, which is the lower part of your stomach. And then your root chakra, actual seven chakras. I had a very interesting um, interpretation or explanation, shall we say. Friday evening last week, um, I was uh, invited to be on a panel uh, discussion. Um, Jamie Cato was the speaker. Um, listeners might remember him. He was a founder member of the group Faithless. And, <laughs> Love him. Um, great, uh, great dance, dance uh, group. Uh, dance music and um, anyway he's he's now no longer in the group and um, he makes films and uh, travels the world really really big into personal development and he described the chakra system as seven anuses (laughs) (laughs) well that's an interesting interpretation I've not heard that before but but it makes so much sense because what he was saying was that um, each of these seven chakras you know going sort of right down the the the, the, um, our sort of main main torso body um each of them represents an emotion they do and and, uh, the energy level so if we have a blockage 
you know, if we have a bodily blockage, we need to poo. So, you know, you, you <laughs> in need other to, words, you release. Need, yes. So you need to release <laughs> the energy. So he described them, and of course, you know, we were all laughing. But but I I now can't hear the word chakra without kind of visualising this sort of <laughs> series of. Uh, releases should we say uh that's definitely an interesting topic i might have to tell my clients that i don't think you should (laughs) (laughs) so so what can people do on a simple day-to-day basis we mentioned about grounding and crystals and is there anything else that um you can recommend for Um, for listeners to, to keep themselves healthy i think a lot of people tend to keep um a lot of their emotions within i think that's a a common problem and i think uh, a a really powerful tool and technique which i still use to this day which i was introduced to when i first had my breakdown is journaling and it's just a way it's a vehicle of offloading any of your thoughts or feelings um so if you have a bad day or if you have something on your mind that's bothering you you're going to take that to bed and that's going to play on your mind and those thoughts and that feeling create energy and that energy is going to get stored in your body. And if you don't have a way of releasing that, so whether you choose to use a technique like Reiki or anything like that, if you don't have a vehicle, then that's going to build up. And this is where we see people like myself that have a huge breakdown later on in life. So I think journaling for me was a really good vehicle it's a really good tool to be able to offload my emotions and also it's it means that you are already becoming and feeling calmer I think a lot of my clients particularly suffer with their throat chakra your throat chakra is all to do with your communication and so many of us are people pleasers we don't really want to offend people so we say yes when we really want to say no and I think if you use a tool such as journaling it actually takes away that aggression. So if you're building that feeling up in yourself and you're constantly saying yes to people when you really want to say no, you create resentment. And I see this a lot in relationships. People want to keep their partner happy. And so this is where you start to see anger and frustration in a relationship. Whereas if you start to offload that in a journal, you will take away that aggression because you've already offloaded it. The journaling piece is very interesting. I've tried so many times to journal. I'm just not disciplined enough. I'm, I'm hopeless. I've had so many journals bought for me. Um, but a friend of mine who's actually been on the show recently, Angie Simmons, she's created the Growth Development Foundation. And she's created a most amazing journal. Um, it's called oh. How Am I Feeling Today? And um, it's available on Amazon. I'm just looking up here. Um, amazing. On, on the... Um, what do we call it? Thing Facebook, Facebook thing. Um, if you look up Growth Development Foundation, and um, it's called How Am I Feeling Today Journal, which is available on Amazon. Amazing. And she's gone from. I mean, I've seen her. I've seen the transformation before my very eyes with mm. her. You know, and, and it's through. There's exercises that you do each day, um, and it's about gratitude as well. Yep. And no matter where where you are in your mental state, there's always something you can find in a day that you've done well something Definitely. that either yeah, you've yeah. physically done well or you've thought good thoughts or you've mm. been kind to somebody or it doesn't matter how small it is maybe you've picked a flower from the garden and put it in a in, in, a, in a you know a jam jar or something yeah. these tiniest little things can make you feel nice and by writing those in a journal um and then you can look back on them and that you know it makes you feel good doesn't it yeah so gratitude is the highest form 
um, of vibration. So when we talk about frequency and vibration, you imagine a parallel line and at the top you have a low frequency and out of alignment and at the bottom you have in alignment and a high frequency. It's always a helpful tool to use when you want to gauge how you're feeling. And at the top, the lower vibration is when you feel like you are swimming against the current. And at the bottom is when things are just flowing with ease and grace. So with gratitude, that will always bring you to your highest vibration. And that is simple things like the house that you live in, your blanket, your nice bed, your water, the fact that you've got a car that, you know, you can you you can walk to work or whatever it is. It's all, going all the way back to the basics. And there is somebody called Louise Hay, who I'm a massive fan of. And she does a morning 10 minute meditation, which you can find on YouTube and that change my life I love it yeah for your day with positive affirmations like you said get up in the morning and do a 10 minute meditation but also look at guided meditation um YouTube have got so many different um powerful affirmations that you can use and that really puts a focus on your day and then when we talk about journaling it's important to write the positives in your job in your journal as well because if you've had a really good day write about the fact that you've had a really good day because that can yeah. raise your vibration level as well yeah so not just offload the suppressed emotions that's made you have a bad day but end it with what was good about today could be something simple like a friend went out and bought you a sandwich or made you a cup of coffee it's the little things that make a difference definitely maybe you've made somebody smile you've smiled at yeah. somebody yeah. they smiled back you've raised their vibration yeah yeah Marvellous. Well, thank you very much, um, Lorna and Joe, for joining me this afternoon. Pleasure. It's been great fun. Thank you thank so you much. much for having us. We loved it. Absolutely. We'll be back <laughs> next week. <laughs> and uh, remind listeners of your website address. So www.thelifestylebalancegroup.co.uk. Fantastic. Thank you very much. And let's just play out on Genesis, I Can't Dance. Yay. Love this. <laughs>